I'm Cynthia Koffel, and this is Better Regulate Than Never. This is a show where young people can find so much information about emotional health and ways that they can unlock their greatest potential. So I'm so glad that you joined me today because you are going to start this amazing journey that you won't even believe. Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 21 of Better Regulate Than Never. (laughs) How is everyone doing? I am so glad to be talking to you today. I've had some suggestions to talk about relationships and good communication, and I talked a little bit about that in the Healthy Conflict episode, but I wanted to talk about real honesty in all of our relationships, even with just acquaintances or people, um, just people that are around um, that we don't even really know, but we have some relationships with them. I am a recovering people pleaser or aka recovering liar. That sounds terrible. My whole life, I have said yes to a lot of things and acted in certain ways because I thought it would avoid conflict or cause other people to like me. I was so worried that someone wouldn't like me or think that I was a bad person if I didn't do this or that or say something the way they wanted me to. I think girls especially are taught this skill. My mother is also a people pleaser. She has said yes to so many things that she didn't want to do in order to look like a good person. Now, my mother wouldn't sacrifice her values. It was things like bringing extra cookies to the bake sale or paying for someone's mission trip or teaching Sunday school two more years because no one else would do it. She didn't always want to do those things, but she would do it because she didn't want anyone to think that she wasn't a team player or that she didn't want anyone to feel bad or not think that she was a good person. I have rebelled from so many things that my mother taught me, um, but this is one that I still struggle with, one that I, for whatever reason, really grabbed onto and have taken to heart. I would like to say that I'm a recovering liar because um, I am working on it and I'm doing much better, but I do have lapses now and then. What is so sad about this way of thinking is that we cannot control what someone thinks about us by our behavior. Just because some people might appreciate um, that you bring extra cookies or taught Sunday school, um, it really doesn't control their thinking about you. This is only controlled by them. Once we take control of our own thinking and actions, we can start to accept that others won't always like us, and that is okay. If our friend texts us too much and demands that we answer, the people-pleasing, lying way to handle that would be, we text back even when we don't want to, and we secretly resent them for this. But we don't tell them. To avoid the conflict, we might ignore their texts for a while or lie to them about why we didn't respond when they wanted us to. Loving ourselves and them would mean that we would tell them the truth 
that we don't like all of the texts or that they demand that we answer them all. We would just need to sit down and have a talk with them about what we see as reasonable and just let our friend know that we will only answer their texts once a day or whatever amount is good for both of you. You would have to come up with a compromise. If your friend doesn't like that, that is their issue, not yours. If they don't want to be your friend because of that, they are not a good friend. Don't become a slave to doing things that others want because you want to avoid conflict. I have had so many times in my life that I would suffer because I didn't want to tell someone the truth about how I was feeling. This happened with boys, friends, teachers, colleagues, people in my church, in my community, everywhere. True unconditional love sometimes looks like saying, I don't want to go to the movies. I don't want to come over to your house. I don't want to help with that charity. I don't want to be friends anymore. Or I don't want to date you anymore. Or I will not allow you to use me or abuse me anymore. Telling someone the truth is so uncomfortable at the time, but feels so much better later when you don't have to avoid, ignore, or lie to the other person. I had an issue for years with the former in-home babysitter of my children. Now this, I was so lucky to have her and I lovely lady. She has uh, passed on now, but loved her so much. Um, and she, we were so lucky to have her come into our home. So, um, we didn't have to take our kids to a daycare and she only watched our kids and our only our children in our home. So it was beautiful. And she probably became our babysitter when Jake was four years old, I'm guessing. And then she stayed with us until Haley went to kindergarten and Haley wasn't even born until Jake was seven. And then she stayed with Haley from 13 weeks old until she went to kindergarten. So we had her for a long time. She made breakfast, lunch um, for our kids Monday through Friday. Um, now, if they were at school, um, she was just there folding laundry or doing dishes or whatever until they came home. It was so great. So I loved her and and still think very fondly of her. But after she wasn't our babysitter anymore, she was still our friend, family friend and we still saw her. But as she got older, she just got needier and needier and um, even just kind of very demanding. And so she would call our home at all hours of the day and night. And I mean, late in the night when we were sleeping or early in the morning before we got out of bed or just any time in the day. And it was what um, I was answering all the time and trying to do all the things that she wanted me to do, but it was just like ridiculous. And instead of me being truthful and saying, this is too much and I'm not going to allow this and I'm only going to see you X, Y, Z times, or I'm only going to do certain things. I just started ignoring her because it was, I thought it was easier to avoid the conflict. And in those days, it was still when you had the corded phone. Well, we probably had a, um, a wireless head handset part, but anyway, the phone, um, we didn't have cell phones 
and you had to pay extra to get caller ID to tell you who was calling. And we paid for that so that I could see if it was her calling. So I would know whether to ignore the call or not. It was terrible. And I mean, I just felt like I was hiding all the time. I felt sick in my stomach because I didn't want to be this way because I wanted to have a relationship with her, but I didn't know how to compromise. And I actually never figured it out with her. My husband at the time was annoyed by it. And so I think he stepped in a few times and he was, it was easy for him to tell people what he thought. (laughs) So sometimes I kind of relied on him to tell people what I thought because I couldn't do it, which is not the way to do things. But anyway, so that's one of my experiences with um, this kind of lying, people-pleasing stuff. And I I wish I could have been stronger in that situation to say, because that went on for years. And it really ruined my relationship with her in some ways because um, I avoided her more than I enjoyed her. And I still went and, and, and had a relationship with her, but... Um, it was just always, and you know, and she would ask me when I would see her, you know, how come you're not answering your phone or, you know, just all this stuff. And it was constantly lying. And I'm just, I'm glad that um, I'm better at that. I still have that tendency to want to do that, but I have to remind myself that that's not going to solve anything. Trying to find a romantic partner can have some of these problems as well. I recently found a lot of memorabilia from my childhood. And I found a three-page letter from a guy about how upset he was with me because I was essentially ghosting him. Now, ghosting was not a word in the 1980s, and it certainly looked different then than it does now. It's kind of like the story with the babysitter. It had a lot to do with not answering the phone. The fo- at, when, And at my house where I lived when I was a teenager, it was a phone on the wall that had a cord. Um And we didn't have caller ID, so I don't know how I was avoiding the calls. Maybe I was having my parents answer, and then if they thought it was this guy, I was like, hey, I'm not here, whatever, so that I didn't have to talk to him. I'm not sure. It probably also entailed if I was driving somewhere and he saw me, I would go in a different street or I would, you know, hide or something. I don't know. But that totally sounds like me. I mean, I remember doing that. I probably had a date or two with him and then realized I didn't like him that much or didn't want to date him. And instead of just saying to him, Hey, I'm not interested in this, which would have been the right thing to do. And the nice thing to do, I just ignored him. And (laughs) what's funny is this guy did not sign this letter and I have no idea who it was. Like, it seems crazy that I wouldn't remember who I did this to. And that what makes me sad is it's probably because I did it so many times. I don't know. Oh, that's so awful. I just hate to think that I was that kind of person. But when I was reading that letter, I I started feeling those trapped feelings like, oh my gosh, I have to get away from this person. Um, And I remember feeling like that, like I couldn't tell someone because I didn't want them to feel bad or I didn't want them to question me. Um, because I always, I think I also felt like they could talk me into staying when I didn't want to. And sometimes that probably did happen too. So I wish I would have said you know, the truthful right thing to be would be to say, Hey, you know, you're a nice guy and all, but I'm not interested in this going further. 
And that's nice. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's nothing mean about it. Now they may think it's mean because they want to date you, but there's nothing mean about that. And it's okay. And it really isn't fair to the other person when you're doing that kind of stuff, because if he knew the truth, he could have been going and trying to find a girl who did really like him because there's someone out there for everyone. And he could have found that person, but he was wasting his time trying to figure it out with me. And I was trying to run away. So I was just prolonging the discomfort for both of us. And it was not the right thing to do. And so I'm sure there are people out there doing this thing right now, except you can ghost people differently than that. But just be truthful with people. People deserve the right to know the truth about how you feel about them. And it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything bad about you. And it doesn't mean anything bad about them. We also have to accept the fact that there are times when someone will not be interested in us. And why would you want to keep trying to convince another person that you are worthy of their love? If I have to convince someone that I am worthy and lovable, they are not the person for me. Now, I have been that girl many times too. When I really liked or loved someone and they didn't like or love me in return. And I know that that is painful and uncomfortable, but begging them and bothering them and fighting with them about this is not going to change how they feel. And even if we break them down and they decide to stay with us, that is a fake relationship. I would not want to be in that relationship either. This, um, I think it was on spring break, because that's probably the last time we traveled because COVID happened right around spring break, and then we didn't travel anymore. But we were in an airport on our way home from our spring break trip. And there was a guy um, setting a few chairs away waiting for his plane, fighting on the phone with some girl. And he was saying, you know, stuff about, well, I know that guy's there and I know you're talking to him and, and he, you know, and he would get really mad and he would hang up the phone. And then a little bit later he was calling her back. What are you doing? And is he there? You know, just, it just went on and on. And I was like, give it up. First of all, if you can't trust your romantic partner, then that is not a relationship. If you have any doubts about whether they're true to you, just get rid of them. Like who, nobody wants to be in that kind of situation. I would think you would want to just be in a peaceful relationship where you just felt calm about them and you knew that they loved and cared for you. And there's no guessing. If somebody likes you, you know it. Um, they want to be with you. They enjoy you. You have good times together. If you're fighting all the time or if you're worried about you know, well, who's over there while I'm in the airport, then just give it up. <laughs> My husband and I both were like, forget it, buddy. This is not going to work out. <laughs> but um, it's like that same kind of thing, though, just begging somebody to do the right thing when that's not even a real relationship. If someone really likes you, you don't have to convince them of anything. They will be there for you and love you. And that is what is so perfect about telling the truth in relationships. You don't have to wonder about what the other person is doing. You're not chasing them everywhere and wondering if they're going to continue liking or loving you. They are just there, no questions. Your goal as a young person is to find out what kind of partner you are interested in. What kinds of things do you like? 
What kinds of things do you not like? What do you want in your relationship? What do you absolutely not want in your relationship? And that might be different from your friends, or it might be different from the partner that you choose. And so that's how you find out how to find the perfect life partner is by you know, this trial and error and dating different people and, oh, this doesn't feel right. I don't like that. Okay. See you later. I'm going to, you know, look for someone else. And that's fine. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You're not supposed to pick one person and then stay with them and then fight with them and hate them and have all these problems uh, and try to hang on to them for dear life when it's not even a good relationship. Think about the McDonald's menu. And I have use this analogy with students before, because I think it's so important to think about because I think when I first heard it, I thought, I think that would have made sense to me as a young person when I didn't always understand it this way, but so, or any menu really, but I think McDonald's is pretty international and most people know what the McDonald's menu looks like. And I would guess, and, and there's a lot of choices on it. And I'm sure that there are things on the menu that you love, and there's things on the menu that you're not really fond of. And if you um, if you said, oh my gosh, this item's my favorite, um, you know, like maybe the Big Mac is your favorite, but if you asked your friend what's your favorite, they might not like the Big Mac, or they might not like it as much as you do. And that doesn't mean that Big Macs are bad or that there's anything wrong with Big Macs. It just means that one person has a preference for that and likes those, the sauce or the whatever, and another person doesn't. And so the same thing happens with people. Like we have preferences for different types of people and that's totally okay. I don't think we, I don't think as humans, we could ever get away from having, not having preferences for certain things. And you need to know what your preferences are. And I would guess in high school and even in your young adult life, you might not know what your preferences are. You haven't experienced things enough to know I like this or that or whatever. I dated a uh, one guy in high school and I really liked him and always, um, and always liked him as a friend too. But, and I didn't even know this was a thing with me because I hadn't really dated too many people uh, before that, but when we went to movies, he would talk in the movies. And I was always annoyed by that. And I thought, okay, this is on my checklist. I want a guy who doesn't talk in the movies. So, I mean, there's just so many things that um, you don't know about if you like it or you don't like it until you try it. So, or see, it's also possible that when you're in high school, you might think, well, I don't care if, if I pick a partner who goes to college or not. I just want them to be my friend, or I just want to like them. But then maybe you go to college and then you realize, I kind of want someone who has also been to college and it's okay to change your mind because again, you didn't know that you wanted that because you hadn't figured it out yet. That's why it's so important to be in a relationship for several adult years before you decide to commit to marry. And I say adult years because I know students have dated for, there are students that have dated for several years in high school and decide to marry as soon as they get out of high school, but you really haven't experienced anything in the world yet. Um, So making a lifelong choice during high school is not advised. Now I know people are going to tell me, 
well, my parents are high school sweethearts and they're still together. Or, and I know personally people who dated when we were in high school and are still married uh, to this day many years later. Yes, that can happen. But I think that's a rarity. And I think you really need to be careful and make sure that you really know your preferences and what you want in life before you make that decision. Your brain is not fully developed until age 26. So most people should not be getting married before that time in their lives. I got married the first time at age 19, and I thought I was as mature as I was ever going to (laughs) get. Oh my gosh, that was so far from the truth. I had no clue. And even though I loved him and wanted it to work out, I chose him and chose getting married for all the wrong reasons. And it turned out exactly as it should But those kind of decisions can alter the course of your life in a way that is not good. As you think about how you have been handling these difficult situations in your life, are you people pleasing your way through them, which never turns out well? Are you, or are you going to be strong and be honest with the people in your life? Tell people the truth about how you feel right away. You can do this kindly And even though it is difficult to do, you must learn to do this sometime. Please don't wait until you're in your 40s to figure this out. Try being honest tomorrow with a friend when they ask you to go somewhere or do something that you don't want to do. Tell a potential romantic partner that you really don't like the direction your relationship is going, and that is okay. You can choose to not be in the relationship And it doesn't mean anything about either of you. Maybe your goal for 2021 is telling the truth for the first time. (laughs) I know it is so scary, but I promise you it is so freeing. You will, it will save you so much time from all the avoiding and the lies and all the stuff you have to figure out. Thank you for listening today. I know that people pleasing seems easier than, um, or what probably sounds easier today than, than what it really is. But I'm asking you, please, as much as you can be honest in your relationships, be honest with how you deal with people and things are going to go so much better for you. And it's a great skill to learn because you absolutely have, have to figure it out. I wish I would have been practicing it for much longer than I have. Please share this episode with your friends and on social media. You may want to share it with the friends that think you're rude because of how it, when you're being truthful to them, maybe they need to hear this episode too. Please rate and review this podcast um, on Podchaser or on Apple Podcasts. I used to think you could review podcasts on any platform, but I'm finding that that might not be true. So Every day we get to decide what our thoughts are going to be. Choose wisely. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Better Regulate Than Never. Music in this episode was provided by archesaudio.com. Make sure you check out the show notes for links and activities that will help you to get the most out of this episode. I cannot wait to talk to you next week. If you enjoy this show, 
don't forget to review and rate us wherever you get podcasts. 